special guest Emily Wergaft for our first ever mini episode. So we kind of explained this in our intro, but uh, we're releasing this podcast every other week. And then in the intermediate weeks, the bye weeks, if you watch Friday Night Lights, uh, we're going to release a little mini episode, 15, 20 minutes to keep you guys in the camp mode. Yeah, we're just going to chat with Emily. Share a couple chat, more stories. Share some funny stories. So we are dying to hear about Emily's interaction with the Oscar-nominated. I don't know if this is true. The actress. I think so. Fact check that. Maggie. Fact checker. Gyllenhaal. So, first, tell us why we care about Maggie Gyllenhaal. We care about ish. We care about Maggie Gyllenhaal because she was a member of my bunk in 1987. Sadly, only 1987. She did not come back. So we were in bunk three and we were 10. I was not yet born. Truth. So so she joined us for, for one summer and she wasn't, no one really knew who she was then. I think that she was... You know, this she wasn't of, famous. She wasn't famous or anything like that, but she was from LA and her parents her parents have famous names and they're famous uh, her mother is Naomi Foner. She's a, I think a famous writer and Stephen Gyllenhaal is a famous director, I'm pretty sure. Um, but um, she was in my bunk and we were buddies and we buddies quote unquote because like we would we would kind of tease her a little like I'm pretty sure I made her run naked around the grove or at least topless around the grove Whoa. actually I'm sure it was just topless <laughs> and she did it so like fine um, we like dressed up together on Halloween night you know and we did all these fun things I went out to L A to visit her I remember um, after like that year I guess we were planning a trip to, actually I'm sure I remember vividly now it was it was like winter break of 1988. And so we went to LA and we were doing like the LA I was born thing. by that point. Were you? Mm-hmm. Cool. So like February? Oh no, March. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just got it under the wire. <laughs> so um, we, we went to LA and we did like the LA studio tour thing with my family and my brother at the time was probably five and whatever. And we went to go visit my friend Maggie yeah. And my mom's like, yeah, sure, we'll go visit Maggie. So I have this vivid memory of going to her house, playing in her pool with her brother, Jakey, who was probably the same age as my brother, who I think is the same age as my brother. You know, f- five-year-old Jake Gyllenhaal, sure. And so we had this moment. And then the long-running joke, since she never came back. And, but the long-running joke since then has been that another member of my bunk married an actor and they see her at places, and they see her at like different actor-type events, and every single time she walks up to them, and she's like, Maggie, Camp Walden, don't you remember? I'm Lauren, da 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 going on and on, and then Maggie always gives her this sort of like, eh. Eh, this sort of like empty stare, like she didn't quite remember Lauren, this or that, and it was sort of this running joke that this was out there. 
Well, I was very grateful and very lucky to attend the Democratic National Debate this past uh, this this past primary season between Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders, and I was sitting with a dear friend of mine who, um, you know, has a little bit of clout over there at the, at the Democratic National Committee, and I had I was sitting with her in the third row, and sitting right in front of me was Maggie Gyllenhaal, and I'm like, how could I not? You have to. I have to. I ha- this is, you know, because everyone says to me, and I, and I see her around Brooklyn with her kids, but I don't bother her and whatever. You don't do that. But like in this scenario. You're right there. I'm right there. So I tapped her on the shoulder. And I was like, I don't think you remember me, but, you know, and I explain who I am and this and that. And I include the story about coming to L.A. And I did not remind her that I, I took her shirt off. Pool. Right. I did not remind her that I made her run around topless around the Grove. Thank goodness. Well, um, she might be listening now. She might be. So It's true. So I, um, I reminded her about camp and her husband was there too. And I reminded her about camp and, and this and that and how we came to LA. And she looks at me with like straight face and she goes, I remember you, you were my only friend. (gasps) Oh, (laughs) she's like, and then what's your name again? (laughs) Um, no, she no, said, did she remember? Uh, she did say that. Who's like, to say if she know. was whatever? But who's to say? But she she never gave that bone to your friend who like runs into no, her. No, Lauren. No, no, nope. And then I sent her. <laughs> I sent Lauren a picture of her and I, and she's like, God, she got so pissed. Like, Damn <laughs> maybe it. Lauren should have been a little nicer. A little than nicer. Than maybe nicer, right, you know, I wasn't what that goes nice. around comes around. I wasn't that nice if you think about it. Well, you visited her. You visited her. Right. You but just I wanted also, a pool to swim in in California. It's true, but I also made her run without her shirt on around the Grove. I mean, yeah. So anyway, so, we, so her and I did talk a lot about camps and things like that, but and then <laughs> and then I'm sitting there with these like DNC, these like official Democratic National Committee people, and she looks at me during one of the commercial breaks and she goes, "Do you have any gum?" <laughs> And I go, I don't, but I look at this, this person I'm with, and I go, do you have any gum? And he goes, and she's not really paying attention to this interaction at this point. I go, do you have any gum? And he goes, no, but I have this mint in my pocket. And he literally pulls out like a mint with lint. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah, the yeah, linty yeah. pocket the linty mint. mint. Yeah, like that. <laughs> and I take it out of his hand, and I go, my friend here has a mint. <laughs> and she gave me this look like, Seriously? You're like, but then she took well, it. Well, the always premiered. Well, that, hmm. And then she <laughs> took it and ate them in. And then I was like, well, night. Yep. Came, you get it done. prepared. Yeah. You deal. You get it done. Even if it's a linty mint. <laughs> I like that story That's a, lot. a great that story. Awesome. That was a great story. I, it's like camp lore, legend lore that Maggie Gyllenhaal well, went to Walden for a year. I'm not sure how many other like celebrity types. I do know like Annie Meyershire. Oh, yeah, you know Annie Meyershire too, uh, right? Yeah, Parent Trap. Her mom yeah. directed the Parent Trap. Yeah. yeah. But and I don't know how m- There's like sisters of famous men. Like so Vin Diesel's sister. Oh, was Sam Vincent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, she was, she was Bunk 1289. Yeah. And the Kroll sisters. Yeah. The ah, Kroll Nick Kroll sisters si- Yeah, I'm Walden. very close. Actually, someone, someone you should talk to is Vanessa. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I really want to have her on. I see her a lot. Yeah, that's great. Did she write that book? Camp who Camp. Wrote, who wrote the Sleepaway Camp book? Oh, I have that book. Vanessa did not write that camp. Oh, okay. but she's but she's I, mentioned a lot in it. The Camp Camp book. I don't know what book that is. It's a great book. You know what I'm talking. Everyone about? has to read this book. No, okay. but Vanessa runs an organization called I Am Dynamo, uh, Dynamo Girl, and it's about girls and sort of what we do with girls in writing. She does with girls in athletics. Great. Definitely want to have her on. Yeah, we'll have her on. Maybe we'll do a, like an athletic episode. We should not be the hosts of yeah, that we'll podcast. Yeah, we'll have to get some sub-hosts. Yeah. 
yeah. Okay. So you so you had a few more stories that you were thinking of. I saw you pulled something up on your phone. Do you have a letter you want you have to a read? Letter? This isn't the best one, I don't think. I have a pile of them in my apartment. Oh. A pile. Send them, send them over. pile. And they're all about me and my friend Karen fighting. And meanwhile, Karen <laughs> is still my best friend in the entire world. Okay. Shall I? Let's shall. I couldn't even tell you what year this was. It was definitely... And this is a handwritten note that it, you wrote to your parents? This is a letter that I wrote home okay. on rainbow... Yeah, kind of, kind of retro rainbow stationery. Dear mom, I love you. Our whole bunk covered Pam up with blankets and tied her to her bed. <laughs> then we poured powder in her hair. Then we took her arms and tied her arms up. We took chewed gum and we painted it silver glitter and stuck it to her nose. That was fun. Then we invited fourth grade, which I don't know why I said fourth grade. Then we invited fourth grade to see how she got up. I miss you. Say hi to Matt for me and dad and Carmen. Carmen was our au pair. (laughs) Ask Lauren why she isn't coming to look at camps and tell her three pieces of big red. Love your daughter. <laughs> You're that not was even your Emily. Request for three Just pieces big, of gum. Pieces I don't even think it was gum. a request. I feel I'm reading this as like code to Lauren. Ooh. Three pieces of big red. Like Ooh. I don't know that you kissed three boys that summer. <laughs> <laughs> love your daughter. Your daughter. It's love your daughter. Your okay. daughter. Who no, was Pam no and sign. why did you torture her parent job style? <laughs> Unclear. Unclear. Uh, but you really don't know who Pam was. I don't remember. She must have been a counselor. Oh, oh, she was a gosh. counselor? She must have been a counselor. That's what, okay, so while you're reading this letter, I just had this thought, well, how, like, we just did an episode where we talked about how, like, all of our warm and fuzzy feelings about girls camp and, like, how great it was and how empowering it was. And then I, there's this whole other side. It's, like, meaner side of making Maggie yeah. run around. And there's, oh, yeah. there's a whole other side of all girls camp where, like, you know, 12, 13, 14-year-old girls, they are mean. Yeah. They are mean girls. They're so mean at, we were such less mean, much less mean at camp, though. It's, I hated yeah, the girls I at definitely home. think that we were probably, I mean, like, I, I, say I, hate it. I, I had a lot of interactions with being girls at home. But, I mean, you know, like, when you put so many girls together, living together, it's just a lot of stuff. Like You also, like, got called out on stuff pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, also, and it wasn't just the counselors. I feel like bunkmates would police each other to be like, hey, that's really not cool. Yeah. No, or maybe just my bunk. Yeah, I think that's true. We like had at a, a certain point, like, Emily it wasn't was talking cool about to be how, mean. Yeah, Emily was talking about how her bunk was like very big on the bunk meeting, like my bunk. We, we made a very, I don't we know. We were big about click issues yeah. and breaking them down. We were very big on like, um, we were very big on making sure that, on breaking down the clicks. That's exactly it. Yeah. We made very, like going into bunk 11 or I think we started in bunk 10 we started we had this cheer bunk 10 is 13 years old yeah and it's your third to oldest summer right we would run around camp as our bunk 10 this was in 1990 and we would run around saying we're not 10a we're not 10b we're bunk 10 so then in bunk 11 we would go yeah we are not 10a we're not 10b we're bunk 11 like this was sort of like our whatever but we we that was a huge deal to us as 13-year-olds, like was like making sure we were thought of as, an, as a whole entity rather than like cliques. It's so cool when you do that because, I, mean, I don't know, say you had 20 kids, like it, 
naturally it feels like eh, kind of like three groups form. But within those three groups forming, uh, like three or four kids just kind of get left to the side. And so this idea of let's scoop everyone yeah. else and get rid of these barriers is less for those people. It, I would say it's more to just really like make sure everyone feels like they're a yeah. part of this larger and thing. And to this day, all of except for the couple people we can't find. We are all there still. There's always a few. You can't yeah, there's always a few. Yeah. They don't want to be found. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've done everything we possibly can. The um, Maggies of the world. The Maggies of the world. It's fine. They're all famous now. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah. To this day, we are all friends still. It's so, and you're so much stronger for looking at it that yeah. way. Yeah, I agree. And you don't get you know four friends who you kind of still talk to. You get you know 26 friends who you have. You're their backs. 26 bridesmaids, and you're <laughs> a really big True. bridal party. <laughs> We had this thing called Lionel Campfire at our camp where the oldest bunk gave a, stood up and gave speeches about how much camp meant to them. it took 12 hours. It took like eight and, and a half always hours. always rained. Always <laughs> rained. And then it, ugh, it was just like so, it was the most dramatic thing. And everyone, you always did like a thing about camp means to this to so much to me. And then you did shout outs to all the people. And so it was always, to your bunk, it was always like, to my 17 bridesmaids, you know me better than I know myself. And I, uh, it's like going the, back to the melodrama conversation. Yeah. I, was like, talking about. I was an only child until I came here. Yeah. And now I have 200 sisters. <laughs> yeah. And then it was also, it was just, I think another theme was also like to your like younger camp sister. You're like, enjoy every minute. Like cherish. Ev- I wish I had as much time as you have left. Like time doesn't so stop. The minute just, you get off the bus, time's a ticket. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I wish that I had, you know, really and and taken these moments to heart, like as I was living them. I so remember, please do that. And you're telling a nine year old, and the nine year old. I remember like, when like, I what? stood up here and <laughs> thought this day would never come. <laughs> I watched my camp sister give a speech to them. I, I right before my eyes, I'm a woman. And now I'm Southern. Even though I grew up in Westchester. <laughs> camp does that to you. It does. It does. It makes you so dramatic. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for, for being with us, Emily. Being with us. And let's, thanks for tuning in. Let's plug our social media again. You can email us if you got something to say or something you want to share. And we'll write back to you at Happy Campers Podcast. That got weird. Happy Campers uh, that's Podcast. Happy Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Instagram at Happy Campers Podcast. And tweet at us at Happy Campers Pod. Great. Day is done. Gone the sun. Bye. Our theme song was written, recorded, and sung by the very talented Steffi Copeland.